Good morning. The sound of my Keurig making coffee in the morning is literally the sound that makes my day. Mm. I'm drinking some hazelnut cream coffee from Folgers. Oh my gosh, it is divine. Do you guys want some... Uh, daily dose of encouragement this morning. We did miss it last week, so I figured we would go ahead and catch up today. I do have to go to work today, so you'll be joining me on my way to work as well, but why not do a little daily dose of encouragement before I drink my coffee? So this might be interesting. Sorry if I stumble on words, but at least you'll know that I haven't drank my coffee yet. <laughs> Stay tuned for your daily dose of encouragement with some Jesus Calling. got that daily dose of encouragement for you and me She's always got the best stories of friendship and family Welcome to the sweetest station in all the land Sheena Dan. Hello, it is Sheena Diane, and you are listening to the Daily Dose of Encouragement, and we're going to read some Jesus Calling. It is March 5th of 2018. Make friends with problems in your life. Though many things feel random and wrong, remember that I am sovereign over everything. I can fit everything into a pattern for good, but only to the extent that you trust me. Every problem can teach you something, transforming you little by little into the masterpiece I created you to be. The, the very same problem can become a stumbling block over which you fall if you react with distrust and defiance. The choice is up to you, and you will have to choose many times each day whether to trust me or defy me. The best way to befriend your problems is to thank me for them. This simple act opens your mind to the possibility, <clears throat> excuse me, the possibilities of benefits flowing from your difficulties. You can even give persistent problems nicknames, helping you to approach them with familiarity rather than dread. The next step is to introduce them to me, enabling me to embrace them in my loving presence. I will not necessarily remove your problems, but my wisdom is significant to bring good out of every one of them. Romans 8, 28. I just love how he said to give those problems that come back more than once a name, a nickname. What? I've never thought of that. Do you have a problem that just keeps coming back? Perhaps money problems. Perhaps you cause the money problems by spending on Amazon. I can say that because I used to be that person. Used to being keyword because I had an Amazon credit card. <laughs> and it was so easy for me just to go on Amazon. I never even had to click in any numbers because they already had my Amazon card saved. And sometimes I would rack up um, like hundreds of dollars. And I'd be like, oh my gosh. When the bill came, I'd be like, I spent that much money? So that was a reoccurring problem that I did fix. I fixed last year uh, when income tax came back and almost almost all of our income tax went to debt that I had created on things that I didn't even remember what I bought. 
And that was a big wake up call for me because I was like, man, we were um, planning on spending that money for, you know, vacation time and stuff. And we couldn't because we had to pay my debts that I didn't even know what I spent. Um, so yeah, I learned very quickly that that was a problem, but do you have like a reoccurring problem? Maybe a person in your life that you just can't kick a person that is very toxic. God says to nickname those problems and give them to him. The next step is to introduce them to me, enabling me to embrace them in my loving presence. I will not necessarily remove your problems, but my wisdom is significant to bring good out of every one of them. Ah, isn't that amazing? Maybe you've been trying to quit smoking. Maybe it's a habit that you want to break. You know, those are all things that you can bring to God. And uh, like he said, he may not be able to remove your problems, but he's going to make you feel better and he's going to bring good out of it. So that's always wonderful to hear. I have to tell you guys a little story. It was really tough on me last night. And I think most of you know this, but just in case you don't, my mom passed away last year and uh, my mom was a very significant person in mine and my daughter's life. She saw us every single day, well, three days a week. And then on the weekends, my girls would go spend the night with her. Now, my youngest daughter, who is now seven, she was Nana's baby. And I say that because when I had her, um, I had to go back to work outside of the house. Um, And yes, I still had my side gigs at home, but it wasn't enough to pay the bills. And I decided to go back to work. I got a great position working in childcare at a church. And I really didn't want to pass it up because it was something that I loved. I was really passionate about it. I loved the kids. And um, I couldn't really do that side, that type of work from home. So I made the decision to go back to work. And my mom babysat Sasha. Now, that was from the time that she was about six months old until she was about Well, she passed away last year, so she still was in my daughter's life very actively until she was seven. So, or six, I think she was six. But anyway, um, my daughter, Sasha, was really close to my mom. And so much so that she would spend the weekend with her. And then my mom would call and say, she don't want to go home. (laughs) And I'd have to say, Sasha, you have to come to school. Or on like if it was before school, like uh, maybe when she was five, maybe she wasn't in school yet or four. Uh, We would let her spend longer at my mom's house. She would literally have moved into my mom's house if I would have let her. She was that close to my mom. Well, last night, all of a sudden, I put the girls to bed. I sang to them normally and kissed Sasha on the head and go and, and go watch TV with Johnny. All of a sudden, Kira, my eldest, she runs down from her bunk bed and she says, Mommy, Sasha is crying. And I said, what happened? And she goes, she's calling for Nana. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I went and I hugged her and she, oh my gosh, you guys, her eyes, you could just tell that she was in so much pain at that moment. And um, I hugged her and she just fell into me just crying. And she's like, I was just thinking about all the good times I had with Nana and how I'm never going to have them again. And she just started bawling. And of course, I started bawling because I miss my mom every day. And then she said the sweetest thing because my mom used to pick them up from school. And um, she says, you know, mommy, I I miss Nana every day, even at school. And she says, I don't always cry, but I always get excited because Nana used to pick us up from school. So sometimes when I'm playing and it's getting close 
to time for you to pick us up, I start thinking that, oh, Nana's going to pick us up. But then I remember that she's gone and it makes me sad. And she goes, I don't cry, but I miss her. And I said, oh, Sasha, I didn't know that you thought like that. You know, in my mind, I think, you know, they're, they're all about their toys and their video games. And you don't think that their mind is so complex to feel what I'm feeling because that's what I'm feeling. That's my printer, by the way. It does this thing where it cleans itself. I don't know, every so often. It's really annoying because sometimes it'll wake us up at two o'clock in the morning. But anyway, um, so yeah, it was so heartfelt and it was so like, we just had this moment of just crying and I told her I miss her every day too. And we just, you know, kept saying, why did she have to go? You know, she was so loved. She was so needed. It's so hard for us to, to wrap our head around why our Nana is gone, you know? And my poor Sasha, oh my God. I mean, it was like, I just ripped my heart out because I'm always missing my mom. You know, she's my mom, but to see my seven-year-old, oh my God, you guys, she was just bawling, like really hard crying, hard crying, like ugly cry. And, um, she just wouldn't stop. She wouldn't stop crying. And, uh, I was crying and, and, you know, Johnny came in there and was trying to console us, but you know, it's always stuff like, Oh, but she's in a better place. And, you know, God, God is with her now and he needed her. And, you know, and honestly, that doesn't really make it better. <laughs> it doesn't because in that moment, you just want to see Nana. You just want to talk to Nana and that, you know, we know that she's gone. We know that God needed her. That doesn't make it better, but you know, you don't, there's nothing that you can say that's going to make it better at that moment. But, oh my gosh, such a heartfelt little moment. And I had no idea that her mind was so complex to think of Nana like that because my mom did pick her up from school um, a couple days a week. So yeah, the fact that she gets excited to see Nana and then realizes that she's not going to be there. That's, oh my gosh, that's heart wrenching. Um, but yeah, my mom was really involved in our life and at least we can honestly say that she died loved. I mean, that woman was so loved. We loved her so much. Um, more so than I think we even realized (laughs) until she was gone. Um, but yeah, so much love around her and my little one. My little one, man, she, she's actually missed events. Like we would go places, uh, maybe to go visit cousins or something. And, and Sasha would be like, well, can I go stay with Nana instead? <laughs> I'm not kidding. She literally was Nana's baby. And, um, I have to think about it in these terms because my daughter was over there so much. I have to thank God that she passed how she did. It happened on a Monday when she was not working or not here. I was at work. She was able to drive herself to the doctor's office and, um, they took her from there to the ambulance and she passed in the ambulance. But what I'm saying is I'm thankful that it happened then and not when my daughters were spending the night over there because that next weekend, the weekend after they were supposed to spend the night over there. So I couldn't imagine my daughters seeing that, or maybe, maybe she just wouldn't have woken up. I don't know what my daughters would have done. Um, and I'm so grateful that they didn't see that because we did spend so much time with my mom that it would have been very likely that my daughter or daughters would have been over at her house or on the contrary, maybe she would have been picking them up from school and have a heart attack. So as hard as it is for us to deal with it, I'm thankful that it happened how it did. Um, and that she was not here with my kids or didn't, you know, drop on the floor or something, you know, cause when my dad passed away, he actually just dropped dad. He was at work and he was loading up the back of his truck. He, um, delivered electric supplies 
And um, he was loading up the back of his truck with these boxes and his his coworker heard a bang and ran over to his truck and he literally just passed out in the back of his truck, um, hit his head, busted his head open, and then they started CPR and was able to resuscitate him. But um, because of the heart attack, he his I guess they they got his heart beating again, but the brain the oxygen wasn't going to his brain, so he ended up dying a couple of days later in the hospital. But um, yeah, so I mean it could have happened where she just dropped and they could have watched that. So. As hard as it is for me and as, as horrific of a situation as this is for our family, I'm glad that God took her how he did because of how involved she was in our life and how my girls were over there every chance they got. So anyway, just a really tough night for us and my poor baby girl. I love her so much and she's got such a big heart and she is definitely a Nana's baby. I mean, I see my mom all over her. I mean, the way that she talks, her mannerisms. I mean, my mom basically raised her. So it's, um, it's funny to see that through my daughter, but yeah, my poor baby missing Nana last night. Oh, wow.